Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Rebecca Burfanger, and it's Painting Month at Gals Guide. I'm joined by Leah, Bonnie, and Kim talking about our one cool thing. We've already heard about the Savvy Painter podcast and portrait painter Amy Sherald, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. So friends, what is something that you have a memory of from childhood that's a painting or an image or some kind of artwork that you still sometimes think about, or if you see it in the wild, gives you some kind of flashback? Ooh. Oh, that is a good one. Is that too good? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the, the it's a stunned silence. Don't it's worry. A, it's it's a the thinker. it is yeah. a thinker. I will tell you the first one that came to my mind. That way, I'm buying uh, the other gal some time to think. <laughs> and, and in case I change my mind, there always is something weird about. And it, it's probably from school. The George Washington portrait, oh, like what's yeah. on the the money, because yeah. yeah. I think it was in like probably a variety of classrooms mm-hmm. that I was in. And that thing, like, is staring at you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about behind that guy's eyes. <laughs> and it's not like the cross in the Delaware one, because he's not looking at me in that one. It's like the one that's on the money uh, creeps me out. And I will also tell you, Martha Washington's portrait always freaked me out, too. I don't know what it is. Um, but that's just more of, I think, of a childlike, um, you know what I mean? Who is this person? Why is this yeah. a painting? I'm used to seeing mm-hmm. pictures sort yeah. of thing. Um, but that's the first thing that popped into my head was going, oh, that's right. Creepy guy. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. Our, our first president. <laughs> creepy guy. Creepy guy. <laughs> Got it. You know that creepy wet guy. <laughs> about high school is when I really started to get into like art and started reading about, you know, Vincent Van Gogh because that's where you start. And, like traumatic artists and whatever. So I always have like. I've read several books of like his letters. I'm going through like angsty teenager years. I'm like, <laughs> I would be your friend, Vincent. <laughs> Don't chop off oh, your ear from me. <laughs> I've, I've never really like let go of that. Like he's still Aww. my buddy. Did you van go of it? Oh, uh, damn it. I really no. should have stopped myself there. <laughs> and then when uh, college, I was sick and I couldn't sleep. And it was like two o'clock in the morning, and I had heard of this show called Doctor Who. <gasps> I hadn't watched it yet. Doctor Who in the dark. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I'm like channel surfing, and it says Vincent and the Doctor, and I'm ah. like, okay, fine, I'll give it a shot. And that was my first episode of Doctor Who, and I cried like a baby. That is a good mm-hmm. episode, wow, though, because it was it was like healing Van Gogh. Um, to, yeah, actually, um, did you ever notice above my daughter's desk, she has the Doctor Who Van Gogh. Yes. From the episode, yeah. (laughs) I have a, what do you call it? It's a picture made up of teeny tiny picture. Mosaic. It's of, um, it's space pictures making up Starry Night. Oh, I love it. See? Adorable. Did we buy you enough time, Kim? Oh, yeah. There you go. I always have like three in mind. And they have their own story, like, um, during art appreciation in, it was either elementary or middle school, we had to do a report on an artist. Mm -hmm. 
Somehow I got stuck on Jackson Pollock. Ah. So the splatter painter is what I call him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but then it, it really, um, it kind of led me to psychology a little bit because I'd try to make shapes out of it and ink blot. Um, yeah, the Warshock test or yeah. however you actually pronounce it. Yeah. Warsh- yeah. And then Worcestershire. just Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> At least it's not Betty White. Warshack <laughs> test. Where's my wish? The Horshack test. And we're back. <laughs> Second one would be the Campbell soup can. Oh, Andy one, Warhol. Yeah, one of my uh, bosses had an original. His dad Ooh. is an artist, like some kind of crazy big artist in New York, and um, they got an original. Like it's tiny, it's like a two by four or something, hmm. but it's yeah, an actual Andy Warhol oh. soup can. Third one, you'll have to help me with the artist's name. Okay. Love him to death, and yeah. I always it always escapes me, but it's the one where you're like. Everything's upside down and inside out and Escher. Escher. Yes. Yes. So any the MCs I would of the Escher. Fill my house with all of those. <laughs> nice. Sure. I thought he was um, a rapper slash DJ for the longest time. I'm like, yes, I'm sorry, <laughs> that was it was too run DMC. <laughs> it was something my cousin and I connected on, so that's why Aww. holds a little true to my heart. We're like See? You can't do that in real life. And then so we tried to <laughs> like create those mind puzzles because we liked mind yeah. puzzles and like uh... trying to get him apart and put him back together. And we were mm. we were fidgeters and constructors and all that stuff. <laughs> and so that's I guess that's why we really liked it because we could never yeah. recreate any of that. See, yeah, very true. Yeah, Rebecca, what is yours? Because I'm so... thinking I know a legitimate answer, but go. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, so I was gonna say the MC Escher stuff. Like I have nightmares about stairs that I can't go up or down. <laughs> Um, oh, like I go up, but I can't stairs. connect to the next like, level. I don't know why it's I like a recurring that. nightmare. Um, probably because I watched Labyrinth too many times or something Gosh, like that. Did you have a hard Labyrinth. time with uh, Harry Potter and the moving staircases? The moving staircases, well, right? That exactly. Too, but and it was Inception. Like long, but it was like long before that. It was like since I was maybe eight or nine, I've had that. Like I'm in a house that's not my house, and I, can, you know, oh. but it seems like kind of close to the house I'm in, and then I can't like figure out the stairs configuration. Um, but I was going to say mine is, so I don't know. I, I doubt you'd think of this one. Maybe. Um, so maybe. I had, when I was in, I think it was when I was in college, I had a roommate that had a, the Van Gogh sidewalk cafe at night, um, poster oh, yeah, yeah. in our, in our dorm room. And she was just like, yeah, when I'm having like a rough day, I like to imagine myself like sitting at that table with the, and I just Aww. pulled it up to look at it. She's like, I just like to imagine myself like in that place. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. And so then when I was working, my first, like, real job, so I had a couple jobs out of college, but my first job that I, like, actually wanted and was happy and excited and stayed for three years, I had that same, I bought that poster at some point. I don't think I had it in college. I think I got it after I was out out of school. And I put it up in my cube. And so when I was having, like, a bad day (laughs) at work, I would, like, look at that poster and I don't know if everybody, I think I told a couple of coworkers that and they kind of laughed. And I was like, no, you don't understand. This is my self-care before self-care right. was a term Absolutely. that we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, probably the one that I think of, but then probably anything from about that era. Like I have a, um, I have a tattoo from like the, um, whatchamacallit, like that, like the Parisian cafes. And it's not the same. It's oh. not the, it's not Le Chat Noir poster everybody knows but it's by the same artist 
And I right. saw that painting. I saw like a huge, giant, like wall size version at the National Gallery um, when I was in D.C. in grad school. And it was one of those things that made me think that, oh, yeah, this is such a cool thing. It's like a black cat and it has a red flag. And that's like revolution and French and all this, all these things. All the things. All yeah. the things that I like, like all culminate in this one giant image. Um, so I like that era. And I think part of it has to do with that. Like, I think it kind of goes back to that college roommate who had, um, and I swear I wasn't even thinking about this when I asked the question, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> kind of makes sense. But that college See? roommate that was like, oh yeah, I really like picturing myself in the painting and just thinking about what it would be like to be there. So I think when I saw the exhibit of like the Toulouse-Lautrec and Steinlin and some of those artists mm-hmm. in, um, in that exhibit several years later, I just, I liked the idea of being back in that time period and imagining myself to be like an artist or writer or something along those lines in that turn of the yeah. 20th, 19th to 20th century uh, in Paris. So that would be like, Fantastic. if I could like have yeah. a different life in a different time, yeah. that or, that or Zelda hits Gerald, either one would be, either right, one exactly. would be fine. <laughs> right. That'd be all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So can I do my legit answer now? <laughs> Because it took me a minute to actually remember, and then I totally remembered what it was, except I had to look it up of exactly what it was called. Um, the first, so like the George Washington did scare me. Um, <laughs> Wait, but that that's not legit? like, <laughs> no, it was legit, but it wasn't like, you know, art that inspired me or really oh, made me think about sure. art. Believe it or not, it's from a movie. Surprise, surprise. Oh. <laughs> no way. Remember the scene in Ferris Bueller where they go to the art museum and oh, they the look George at Surratt. George Surratt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's the Sunday afternoon in the island of La Grande Jetée. I had to look that up because I'm like the the pointillism painting yeah, yeah. and how the scene like, you know, they're looking at the art. And it's like, oh, this is funny. It's all a montage of everything awesome that they did mm-hmm. and how it goes in closer and closer and closer until it's just the dot of fuzziness sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember like thinking how cool that was that the art zoomed in, that the film zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that. And then I actually read later, and it's also on this Washington Post article that amazingly I pulled up, which I did not think it would be, because I knew that um, John Hughes explained why he used that particular pointillism painting. Um, A, it was the biggest one. I mean, that helps like when you're filming a movie that it's the biggest one. Um, But he actually said, quote, I always thought of this painting was sort of a little like making a movie, the pointillism style, he says. Uh, You don't have any idea of what you've made until you step back from it. The more he looks at it, meaning Ferris, there's nothing there. He fears that the more that you look at him, the less you will see. And I kind of felt that about Ferris, too. And I was just like, are they trying to like, what is the point of Ferris? Because really, Ferris is whatever you want him to be. Ferris mm-hmm. is yeah. not your hero. No. <laughs> Ferris isn't the, even the person you want to be. Like Ferris doesn't even like himself. And I think like I really dug that with like the painting and the dots and so yeah. So that would be my actual answer. Haha. Movie related mm-hmm. had to be. That's but a good one. Turn it all together, it's something yeah. people love. Exactly, and it's something people remember too. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you the find dot doesn't matter. Like they make did, any sense? Like about uh, when I was in grad school, they were like re like they were restoring it, and they had this whole exhibit about mm-hmm. just that painting. And there were all these hidden things in the painting, which I don't know if he, if John, he's talked about that, but like there's people who oh, have, yeah. like there's a monkey on a leash and these people, and I have mm-hmm. actually about the t-shirt oh, yeah. version, like there's a t-shirt where it's just the monkey. And I was like, no, I never <laughs> even realized that was a monkey. I didn't realize, I thought it was, I guess I assumed it was a dog or a pet or something. And right, it's pet, exactly. And it's their pet monkey on a leash. And I just thought that, and I, I might still have it somewhere, but it was like my favorite t-shirt 
just like <laughs> so, the randomness. It was just so exactly so random to have this like monkey, but it was like from that exhibit and it all you know it all tied in or whatever. But um, yeah, that's a really See. that's a really good one. Oh, I love it. Well, what is your Bonnie? It's your one cool oh. thing. It- oh my gosh, I know Bonnie. Cool thing, bring it on us. <laughs> so my cool thing. I wanted to do on this podcast instead of Your Gal Friday because it's not really PG-13. Correct. Your Gal Friday uh... we try to keep very student friendly and a lot of times that is sanitized for nobody's protection. So we just, if there's a racy gal or a saucy gal, we just straight don't cover her because, you know, that's what this show's for. But now we can. (laughs) Exactly. So I wanted to do uh, Frida Kahlo because most people have heard of her. Maybe just like, oh, it's the chick with the unibrow, but most people don't really know that much about her. Enlighten the people, Bonnie. Yes. Bring it. <laughs> so she was born in 1907. Later, she claims it's 1910 because it's the year of the Mexican Revolution. Uh, and she ties like everything into her Mexican identity. Viva so of course she wants to be uh, born the same year as the Mexican Revolution. Makes sense. Uh, she gets polio at the age of six. Which makes her um, right leg shorter and skinner, skinnier. Oh, that's than why she had a limp. Oh, yeah, so, and that's another reason why she wore those skirts was to kind of hide her leg. Oh, interesting. I wear skirts because mm-hmm. I choose to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she originally planned to be a doctor and went to school of uh, a prestigious school that had two thousand students, only thirty five of which were girls. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh. That is a very small percentage, and yes. I can't really do math. And while she was there, she would there was a mural painter that was hired at her school to paint murals of Diego Rivera. I was, was going to say, as soon as you said mural, and I'm like, is it Diego yeah. Rivera? <laughs> and uh, her and her buddies had this little, like, little, I don't know, angsty click. They would tease the crap out of him. She would, they would yell at him because they knew... He had like multiple girlfriends and they would tease him and be like, hey, Jennifer's coming. You better send Betsy away. <laughs> like they would yell at him. They would wow. play him basically. Frida would actually eat his lunch. Oh. <laughs> so he never saw her face. You just see her walking away. Oh my goodness. Nice. <laughs> um, and then in 1925, there's a streetcar accident. So she's on a wooden bus, and the streetcar collides with the bus. The bus just explodes. Oh, goodness. There's just stuff everywhere. Um, it then runs over the passengers and drags them. Someone had, like, gold flakes for, like, a construction project or something, mm-hmm. and the gold went everywhere and stuck oh. to everything, especially, like, blood. It so... When they found her, she was just, like, covered in blood and gold, which kind of shows up in her paintings later. Like, there's one painting where she's covered in gold. Interesting and weird at the same time. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, She had broken ribs. Her spine was broken a few places. She had a crushed foot. Um, Was it her good foot? (laughs) It it was, I think, the bad foot. Oh, all right. Get crushed. Her collarbone was broken. Her right leg was broken in 11 places. Ooh. Her pelvis got broken. And the worst of it was uh, an iron rod went like through her pelvis and came out her vagina. Oh. That also explains like, some paintings later, yes. too. Oh, she didn't really like 
paint that exam I guess she did some drawings in like her diary. That was like too much. Everything else kind of like oh, yeah. hints at it. Like it's ooh. trying to figure. Yeah, exactly. Oof, owie. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> she was bedridden for a couple years. Couldn't be a doctor anymore. The fact that she lived is probably a false. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she ended up having 32 operations over a lifetime. Plates, bone grafts. One doctor would put in a plate. Another one would be like, why is that plate in there? And take it out. Oh, oh All kinds oh. of craziness. Um, so she's on bed rest. Her parents set up. There's nothing for her to do. Before right. television. Um, I don't even know if they even had a radio in the house. Right. Um, so they set her up with um, a mirror on the top of her bed and an easel so she could paint. Yeah. Makes sense. So she started that. painting herself. She would paint family members. Um, when she finally got off bed rest, she found Diego painting a mural, yelled at him, <laughs> and was like, hey, come down here, take a look at my paintings, tell me if they're any good or not. They're not good. I'm just not going to paint anymore. Ah. Um, so, I do remember that scene from the Selma Hayek movie. Yes. And I'm like, but that felt like such a contrived like movie type thing that I'm like, I wonder yeah. if that's true. All right. I like the sassiness then. All that's right. what she says. <laughs> I mean, we've got her diary. We've got their accounts. But I, I would not be surprised if she would make anything up, really. Yeah, this is yes. true. And I should trust Selma. <laughs> <laughs> um, she goes to see him about the paintings um, at this time, he is 20 years older than her. Yeah. They start Wait. dating. <laughs> this is not a yeah situation. Uh, is it? This is like, oh, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a tomato tomato. <laughs> they uh, got married in 1929. Um, she ended up having three medically necessary abortions. Yeah. Because they were like, you you just cannot carry a baby. Right. Exactly. All your injuries, there's just no way. It's all broken in there. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, she always said famously that she had suffered two accidents in her life. The streetcar and Diego Rivera. Oh. And Diego was the worst of them. Oh. Yes. Damn. <laughs> um, That's the roast. Like, you know, there are roasts and then there's that. <laughs> Just, their their whole relationship is just oh horrible. Oh. He cheats on her all the time, which I mean she knew he was an adulterer before she even right became she was involved. In grade school for her and out yeah. loud, and she knew yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean she knew, but I think she assumed that once they got married, it would stop. Sure. It, it didn't. At one point, he had her, his I think ex wife, living below them and like the apartment below him oh, and no. he would go down there for breakfast or she would come up there and make it was, it was very oh, weird man. that's cool because <laughs> and, and he didn't think it was weird he was like well she knows how i like my breakfast like oh, okay. you can see how it was weird <laughs> i'd be like i don't give a crap it's weird um, make you or make it yourself exactly i'm sure your mom knows how you like your breakfast too but she ain't living here either sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah um at one point, he sleeps with her younger sister, and that oh, they get divorced after that. That is usually a lie. <laughs> um, but she has a because she's all about her her Mexican cultural heritage. Even though her father was a German immigrant, like Frida is a German name. I always wondered yeah. about that. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, she ends up spelling it different later. Okay, probably about the time she changed her birth year. Uh, um, well, it's reinvention. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but she starts wearing the, those long, colorful skirts, the the big headdresses with the flowers, golden jewelry. At one point, she has like fake teeth. I think even made with like some gold and pink diamonds in them. Oh, nuts! She's got a grill before there was grills. Mm. <laughs> but she... are grills still a thing? I don't think they are. I think I think that died. Mm, I hope people so. Think they are? Yeah. It is not just Sorry. saying like if anyone's asking. Okay, so the, no, they're not <laughs> a thing. No a one, thing. no one do it. Got it. <laughs> Unless you're basically playing homage to free color, <laughs> or you are free to color. Let's just go with that. Yes. <laughs> She ends up, um, Diego gets a job in San Francisco doing a mural. She goes with him, you know, before they get divorced, but, mm-hmm. um, and she has her first exhibition of her work. I think it's a group show and it was the, in the San Francisco Society of Women Artists in 1931. She then has a pregnancy because uh, she finds a doctor there. He says, no, you, you can carry a baby. Oh. She has a horrible miscarriage mm. and just oh and Breaks after her, I'm sure in another way uh, yeah she after the miscarriage asked for um like she wanted to like understand medically like what exactly happened mm-hmm. and what all is going on in there so she was asking the doctors for the books and nice. they were like no no you're just a feeble woman you you won't understand <sighs> I'm sure because they didn't understand what women's anatomy was. <laughs> I guess Diego was like, give her the books. She'll make some art. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> oh, this is starting to explain some of the art. <laughs> yes. All, oh, all the things that have happened there are very connected with her artwork. Like, if you look at her art, you're like, oh, it's ugly and weird. So much shit has happened to this lady. Hmm. Like She's oh. working it out in her art. Yes. <laughs> and trying to show you it in a scrapbook-like fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then at one point, her and Diego have, they get this house, but it's really two houses next to each other connected by like a roof bridge. Well, that's usually what adulterers get to stay together, <laughs> but not stay together. Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were still married. And then after they got divorced, she moved out and he made her, her house, his studio, but they would continually have like fights. They would run off. The bridge, she would lock him out, so he'd have to go back down through his house, <laughs> the street. They'd be fighting in the street. It's just nuts. Were they like the Mexican Elizabeth Taylor and, I don't know, pick one, uh, Richard Burton? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they would fight and give it together and fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts. Awesome. Um, he even, at one point, tried to blame her for his affair. Oh, please. Because she got homesick after they were traveling around in America doing murals. She wanted to go back. They came back to Mexico. He then, when he was having affairs in Mexico, was being like, well, it's your fault because you wanted to come back here. Uh. Uh, no. Uh. (laughs) That's not the way it works. (laughs) But she eventually started having her own affairs with... and. He didn't mind as long as they were with other women, uh, which is weird. Double stick. But yeah. Oh, yeah. He he expected her to be faithful to him, but he could go and do whatever he wants. Mm. I mean, I think they both knew Classic. it was not a conventional marriage. Right. But But it was weird. But if it didn't feel fair, if it wasn't agreed upon on both parties, oh. then it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> But if it's cool with everybody involved, then it's fine. Do what you gotta mm. do. <laughs> um, she had an affair with uh, Leo Tolstoy. Stayed with them at one point. And I think he was like 
70? He was the, uh, yeah, that's know, weird. He was like 30. He was old. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, just at first you're like, oh, Leo Twitzer. I'm sure he was just young. No. <laughs> no, he was the old man version. <laughs> um, oh, Frida. <laughs> she was an active member in the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. She liked to do some heavy drinking. That girl would drink you under a table. Yeah, yes. At one point, she travels to France, and guess who she meets? Toulouse Lautrec. No, who does she meet? No, one of your favorites. Really, Josephine Baker. Yes, Josephine <laughs> Baker knew everybody. Oh my god! Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. I need to look it up. I believe there's a picture of them. Really? But they met, and it's because Frida had affairs with women, yeah. and Josephine had affairs with women. Yeah, they did. Uh, we don't know oh, if they, they got together. That is a lesbian porn film I would watch. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, <laughs> oh Josephine and Frida Kahlo. Beautiful. <laughs> um, they, got, they get divorced at some point. They get remarried. Um, they decide to keep everything like 50-50. They're just like, I have my finances and you have yours. Like, it's going to cause less problems. She has her first solo exhibition of her work in Mexico in 1953. She's on morphine. Like, she just cannot make it. They end up carrying her to the exhibition. Oh, no. They bring her bed. And she's just laying in the bed, drinking, I'm sure, on so many drugs. Just trying just to get through having it. a good time. Right. Um... Shortly after that, she gets uh, one of her legs amputated. Right. Um, she made 143 paintings, 55 of which are self-portraits. Uh, there's a quote that I paint self-portraits because I am so often alone and because I am the person that I know best. Aw. And that makes total sense, too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, especially being bedridden and everything for mm-hmm. the longest time. Yeah. But yeah, there's the 2002 movie Frida. I checked. It's not on Netflix right now. It used to be. It's not on who. It's on Hulu if you pay for Showtime. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, It'll probably rotate like, to mm-hmm. keep an eye on it. It's worth seeing. It's been a very long time. Like, I saw it in the theater when it came out. That was the last time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to refresh. Has there been another one? Uh, that's the only one I know of, but there is a Brooklyn museum that's going to have a Frida exhibition uh, February 8th to May 12th. Ooh. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Why did she get her leg amputated? Was it for medical reasons or she yeah. just wanted to like cut off a part of her body? She was just like done with it. <laughs> it was probably that it, that one that like, had been messed up. I can make a leg better up. than this one type. Because she had a fake leg, right? Like, Yeah, that that was the one she got amputated. They have her leg somewhere on yeah. display. Oh, I was looking fake it leg. up. She ha- they have the a fake leg, not the one they oh, cut okay. off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I thought they cut off her leg and then put <laughs> no. it on display and I was just like, oh, okay, that might be going too and It's like <laughs> decked out. Is it? I it's like, it. Uh, yeah. like the crazy embroidery kind of looking stuff mm-hmm. on it. Oh, like henna maybe or something like that? Uh, like the, the designs you would see on the Mexican shirts and skirts. It's oh. got that on it. It's pretty cool. Oh, interesting. Mm. I do love me some Frida Kahlo. That is gross. That is, uh, that is gorgeous is the word that I was going for. I've painted on her boot. Gorgeous. I dressed up as Frida Kahlo for Halloween a couple of years ago. <laughs> I love 
seen that picture of you. I'm so worried about like cultural appropriation, but I'm like, dude, I love women's history and I mm-hmm. love Frida Kahlo yeah. and I love her daringness of this is me deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still alive and it's a miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you all can suck it. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're not walking around being like, I like tacos. I think right. you're fine. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's okay I was if like, it's a person. Yeah. That's what I was hoping. I'm like, ask me about Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. You know like, what I mean? I might be wrong, but if it is a specific person, you're good. But if it's a culture. Right. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. If you dress yeah, up like an Indian. Or, right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was paying homage to history. Taco-loving, <laughs> Mexican hat-wearing, you know. Right. Whatever. Tequila <laughs> drinking something. Like... It I mean, you might, might offend the unibrow people, but, you know, that's okay. Yes, exactly. And I was very careful <laughs> with my unibrow. I wanted to make sure that it was not overdone, but it was delicately there. Yes. That it was, you know. Subtle and natural. <laughs> because it's one of those things where I'm like, there are a lot of people that are like, the only thing I know about Frida Kahlo is your unibrow. And I'm like, wow, yeah. you really made an attempt there, didn't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on Thanks your for remembering humanity. her name. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Her story is absolutely amazing of what she went through. And the way that she kind of uh, processed it. And it's just like, I don't know. Her story is like somebody who just keeps getting kicked down <laughs> over yeah. and over and over again. And she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was looking I got up this. all those pictures while you guys were talking. And it is very therapeutic what she did. Right. Like you got you to gotta <laughs> dig a little bit and keep, keep going. But if you do 20 minutes worth of just flipping through pictures, I mean, she takes all her insides out and throws mm-hmm. it on the table. Yeah, she had to deal with it. Now yeah. you do. Yeah. <laughs> See, Rebecca, you're a Frida Kahlo fan too, aren't you? Oh yeah, I love Frida Kahlo. See? Yeah. Dang. I was just looking her up. I was sad I missed. There was a big exhibit in Detroit a few years ago. It was her and Diego's work. And oh. I was sad. Like a few of my friends went because they were posting pictures of it. I was like, ah, oh, dang, that'd be a good one. So See. all that and they still post their works together at the same time? They're very well yeah. known together. together. Yeah, yeah, they're kind okay. of a, a pair. I mean, because they still live together for a long time, even when they weren't mm-hmm. like together together. And and they're like they kind of they influenced each other, I think, in ways that aren't necessarily known. But I think more people know about it now than they than they would have back then. Right. I remember even um, there was a movie called The Cradle Will Rock, uh, Tim Robbins movie. Um, and it has, it's uh, about Orson Welles putting on a rebellious play basically to piss off people. Um, and it's the beginning, the start of, um, Orson Welles making RKO, uh, right before oh. Citizen Kane and all that. Have you ever seen The Cradle of Rock? You might Mm-mm. love this, Rebecca. Um, the, it's a really, it's an, uh, ensemble. It has like Bill, it has like a billion people in it. Bill Murray's in it. He plays a ventriloquist and stuff. I yeah. It's like, randomly. How have I not seen this movie? It's very much a Robert Altman, like everybody from the late 90s is in this movie. But um, Diego Rivera is in it for, I don't know, five minutes. But there's also somebody playing Frida Kahlo. Like, so even if you get Diego for a few minutes represented on any medium, you also get Frida with him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's like what it's about. Nelson Rockefeller commissions Mexican artist Diego Rivera to play the paint the lab of Rockefeller Center. It's a good movie. I have it on DVD. If it's if it's unavailable to find anywhere, uh, track me down. Yeah, <laughs> totally. This looks really good. Come to the it library. Actually is it actually John Cusack's in it. Yes. Yeah, John Cusack, Susan Sarandon. Was, yeah, everybody, like I said, Tim everybody Adams. from the late 90s is in it. Wow. If Yeah, 
I mean, it feels like a Woody Allen movie, but it's not. It has a point. Oh, I said it. I just wonder how I haven't heard of this before. Yeah, there's. It was very understated. I was living in L.A. at the time. So uh, when you live in L.A., you see all the little art house movies. So you can be the cool Uh, person at the coffee shop. (laughs) That's how I saw that. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah, I was in college. So I probably didn't have access to art. You were busy having a life. I was busy working at a video store. There's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) I had no life, Rebecca. I wouldn't go that far. But I was into art house movies, but we just didn't have one in Muncie that was like True. close or convenient. Unless they showed it like at the, and sometimes they show stuff at the university, but I don't think this would have been one. So it was new. Probably and, not. But yeah. Yeah. Huh. But that was one of my, because that was out before Selma Hayek's movie. So, oh, yeah, January um, 2000. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I kind of got a glimpse of going, oh, okay. Because, I mean, you hear about Frida Kahlo and you see her work every, you know, here yeah. and there without any context sort of thing. So I'm just like, oh, I need to get a little bit more context. And apparently the context is through Diego Rivera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of feel, yeah, I feel like they're kind of a set. Like, they kind of just go hand in hand, even though they've had tumultuous history. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They probably fueled each other's but at the same time too. So Oh yeah, I think they both like the drama. That mm-hmm. was I think that's what kept them in their same orbits or whatever for so long. Well, lovely. Well we're gonna do the let the paint dry on this cool thing while we prep a canvas for another work of art. Join us next week for another cool painting thing on Gal's Guide to the Galaxy Podcast. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.